Welcome back to Talking to Everyone with me, Sophie Horton. So, this week I wanted to talk about dating dilemmas and I knew there was only one guest that would match my enthusiasm for this topic and that is my wisest friend, Elizabeth. I'm so excited for this episode. I knew that she would love to talk about these things because we talk about them in everyday life. That's sort of how our friendship grew, was talking about the complexities of relationships and friendships and, you know, we did that episode on friend breakups. So this is sort of an extension of that book, sort of going into romantic relationships. So I just love this episode. I love talking to Elizabeth. I knew she'd have great opinions, great advice. We talked about everything from cheating to long distance to whether it's okay to date your friend's ex and it was just the best time. It's all a bit chaotic because my uh, camera stopped working on my laptop, my microphone stopped working, my laptop was just being a mess and then I had food in the oven. You'll hear me talking about um, cooking a chicken because I had it in the oven and I was like, oh God, I need to get out of the oven while I'm talking to Elizabeth. It's all just chaos. And then at nine o'clock, I cut this bit out of the, of the recording because I thought nobody wants to hear this, but at nine o'clock, the call fully cut out because um, my phone decided to tell me that it was time to go to bed so it cuts off all my social media that's how old I am um, so it was all, bit all, all over the place so it was a mess to edit but I loved listening to it back whilst editing I just love hearing what Elizabeth has to say and I realised that I never actually gave her the opportunity to introduce herself so let me introduce you to Elizabeth uh, me and Elizabeth met at university uh, I think I was like 19 um, when I met her and it's just been the most beautiful friendship. I absolutely adore her. The joy that she brings to my life is just incomparable. She's just so patient, so kind, so caring, and she's just always up for anything. You can literally go to Elizabeth with, with any problem, any like thing that you want to talk about, Elizabeth will be there. She's just so lovely, and I hope that you all enjoy this episode as much as I did. Um, you can follow Elizabeth on her Instagram. I think it's at esbarnard underscore. Um, I really hope I got that right. And you can also follow the podcast at Talking to Everyone or at SophieJH underscore for any polls, updates, things like that. And if you do like this podcast, you can follow us on Spotify. Leave us a review, five stars, please. <laughs> and I will talk to you all soon. Anyway, welcome back. Thank you. I'm so excited to be back. I will say, your episode, I constantly re-listen to it. <laughs> I've listened to it about four times because it's, in a really narcissistic way. Yeah, it's just relevant. Like, I just love listening to it. I love just hearing the advice. It's still, like, one of the best ones, I think. Um, It's a bit different today. I haven't got any polls because I was like, oh, I don't know what to ask people. So I'm just going to go straight into it. Stunning. So I have one, two, three, four, five, six dilemmas. Some were sent in. Some I just was wanting to know what you thought about them. <laughs> Excellent. I can't wait. So, um, the first one, I know we've actually discussed before, and mm-hmm. it's sort of like one of those big, big things that you see all the time. So the first one is, is it okay to date your friend's ex? No. Obviously not. I knew you'd say this. <laughs> I remember so vividly I was having this conversation, and I used to be so like, oh yeah, it's fine if it's circumstantial or whatever. I've totally changed that view. Yes, that's what we like to see. I I do think, like, sometimes people do bad things selfishly. And it's fine if that's, like, you don't have to be squeaky clean the whole time. But it's a bad thing to do. Mm. It's still bad. You still shouldn't do it. It's a real betrayal of the intimacy that you have with your friend. Because that 
you are basically trespassing on like an area of hurt for them yeah I agree I used to think so I've I've dated two of my friends exes um the second one I won't even get into because it's just so complicated that it doesn't even doesn't it isn't it gets so complicated that it isn't even relevant but the first time was I think the one we've spoken about before and I always used to justify it I won't go into like too many details because they'll kill me if they hear it but I, I always used to justify it because I was friends with both of them separately and like it wasn't like it wasn't like she introduced me to her boyfriend and it was the first time I met him and he was like a stranger I was sort of like oh well I knew them both apart from each other and that makes it different and blah 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 and I look back at it now and I'm like what an idiot <laughs> because one like it wasn't this is absolutely no shade against him or whatever but it was not worth the trouble that it caused. It wasn't like... So true. We weren't in love. Like, objectively, I can say we were not in love. We weren't even officially boyfriend and girlfriend. We weren't going to be like, oh, we're true love and we're going to get married. So, like, what was it actually all for? Why would I, Why was it even... Like, you know what I mean? Why? Why? It wasn't worth all the, the hurt it caused because it ruined my friendship with him it was never the same because we took it to a place it shouldn't have been and it ruined my relationship with her because you know she couldn't I don't think she could trust me in the same way which now looking back I totally understand why at the time I was like well you know it's been like I think it was like a year and a half after they'd broken up and I was 18 and I was like oh well you know it's fine but now looking back I'm like no I would fucking hate me as well (laughs) Yeah, I so agree. I think, like, if you're going, oh, my God, what, but my friend's ex is the love of my life. Yeah. Date them, fine. But it is a bad thing, and it is the wrong thing to do. And, like, that doesn't necessarily make you a bad person, but you would betraying your friend by doing that. Um, I, like, you know, I wouldn't... I like I wouldn't judge you for dating your friend's ex when you were eighteen. But if now you like call me up, I, I broke up with my partner. I've got a new boyfriend. It's my friend's ex. I'd be like, Sophie, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, because it's like, just like it. It's just not necessary. And even if you were to say, I think we're soulmates and we're like it's true love and we're supposed to get married. Well, how have you got to that? Like, you know, how have you got there? You like okay. you you done something before you even thought that you don't just randomly think it you've crossed the line before you even thought that thought so yeah and 100 i just couldn't i couldn't be with my friend's ex now and think that it was genuine i just couldn't because now when i look back at it if i'm really really brutally honest with myself was he with me in some way just to spite his ex probably like I also think if put yourself in the friend's shoes, mm. I've had one date my I've never had a friend date my ex. But you do think like that friend is betraying your trust whilst you're in the relationship because it's not like the feelings sprung out out of nowhere. Like there were probably feelings there while you were with them. Yeah. It just it's like like there are so there are like billions of people on this planet. Like why? <laughs> Pick another one. <laughs> like, why does that one have to be the one? Yeah, like, I don't... 
I was never interested in him when he was with uh, my friend and then and then it just sort of happened I remember telling her pretty much straight away and she was she said she was fine with it but I just should have been like well no you're not and I just should have been like well I'm not because it it just wasn't it literally was not worth it and if if somebody did that to me because I've had a conversation with one of my exes I've we fully sat down and been like we're not dating each other's friends like they are off limits don't even look at them (laughs) don't even think about it and that sounds weird to say that you've had that conversation with an ex but we were so like no we really can't do that that we had to have a conversation about it and I said to him I would be more annoyed at him if he mm-hmm. if he got with one of my friends because we've had that conversation like you know because I would be so if somebody said to me one of my friends said to me like if you if you broke up with your partner and you were like yeah I'm dating one of your exes I would be so furious <laughs> yeah and it's been years like years and and somehow I thought after a year and a half it would be fine yeah I've been in situations where um like I have you know like two friends and one of them has dated the other one's ex and like nobody is happy in this that situation because one person is doing something that is wrong and they're trying to justify it and that feels bad and the other person is really hurt because their friend has betrayed them yeah it is a betrayal like even if you're not bothered like i'm absolutely not bothered about any of my exes but it's still a betrayal because it's just Mm. it's so it's so like personal and yeah, go with one of their friends, like <laughs> a brother, somebody. Else. <laughs> so then I had how to deal with long distance. This is this is a great question for me. Yeah, you're like Cause a pro. For those who don't follow my law, um, <laughs> I was with my boyfriend for four years long distance and we're just about to come up to our fifth anniversary. Wow. We've been living together now for a year. But we were like properly long distance during that time. The closest we ever were were Oxford to Cambridge, but at one point we were Nottingham to Aberystwyth, which was like a on a good day, six and a half hour journey. <sighs> if like all the trains were running well. Um so, I have three main tips. The number one is, like, a bit depressing. But I'm, like, if you don't think, it, like, just don't even bother. Mm. Yeah. Like, there's no point putting yourself through a situation that's more painful than fulfilling if you're not, if there isn't going to be payoff. Um, I don't know if you agree with that. No, I totally agree. I think me and Joe were long distance for about 10 months. And before we even started, I think on on our first date, I was like, just so you know, like, I'm obviously going back to university, and if you're not prepared to, like, like, if you're not prepared to do that, then let's just not, because I'm not going through, like, the hassle of it if you're not actually bothered about me. <laughs> you have to sort of lay down, lay, lay down, like, bluntly, and, and if, you're, if you are bothered about it, then you make the effort, but if you're really not bothered... It's a lot. It's a lot of effort. Like, I remember Joe came to visit me and he used to work night shifts. And so he came to visit me straight after a night shift. So that would have been like 7am in the morning. So he hadn't gone to bed. And then he travelled to Nottingham, which is only like a two hour journey. But I think by the time he got to me, he'd been awake for like 36 hours or something ridiculous. And like, you would only like, you just, there's no point doing that with somebody you don't care about that much. Yeah. If you only see it as, like, a little fling. 
And like, for by all means, have like a long distance friends with benefits situation where like, you know, if you if you can emotionally devolve it, like hook up while you see each other, but don't try and have like a proper relationship. Yeah. But unless you're like committed, that a second tip is that like it is like all about really blunt communication. Not blunt in terms of like horrible, but blunt in terms of you just have to be like really upfront about your needs and your wants. Mm-hmm. And that can be quite vulnerable. But I was really miserable for like a month or two because I didn't communicate that I wanted to call like every day. Yeah. Um, because I was embarrassed to be too keen. <laughs> and my boyfriend also didn't communicate that for the same reason. And then we had a chat about it and we were like, oh, we can just do that. <laughs> like we can just call every night. And then it was a lot easier. And also tied into that, I think, like, making sure you're really communicating about when you're going to see each other, how ha- how long you're happy to leave between seeing each other. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're on the same page about that. And also what seeing each other will look like. So whether that's, like, you're going to be taking time off work to visit each other or, like, you're able to do it on the weekends or when you're not working, whether you're going to be staying at each other's houses, whether you want to go away together, stuff like that. That is, all of that is very very important so true I think when me and Joe first started long distance I was I was exact same like we didn't like call as much as I wanted to because I just hadn't said that I wanted to call more because I just thought like I don't you just don't think about saying it but so then he had just not even thought about it because he just wasn't a phone call sort of person like before me so he had just never even, it never even crossed his mind that he would call me regularly, which sounds silly, but like, sometimes you're just not. So then I was like, well, I would, I quite like calling people when I'm like walking home or something, or when I'm driving home or, you know, when you're just sort of in the middle of a task. Mm-hmm. And then he would just call me when I was doing those things, or when he was doing those things. And I was like, this is great. And I just hadn't even thought to mention that because I thought like, oh, that's going to sound really silly, but actually that's the only way to know. <laughs> he can't read my mind. Mm-hmm. Yet. <laughs> yeah absolutely um and my third thing is to make sure that you have an end date and plan in mind oh it yes. kind of ties in with point one because you are talking about like you're not doing it unless you're serious mm-hmm. but like we, julius and i were always that's my partner were always very clear that we were going to move in together after i graduated um he graduated two years before me um, but like if i didn't have that to anchor me I don't know what I would have been like doing it for yeah you, know? you need like an end sort of goal <clears throat> so I was sort of similar I was supposed to graduate obviously like the year after so me and Joe started being on distance in like September but then I moved home because of Covid lockdown and then we didn't see each other for extra months because of lockdown which I don't know if that counts as long distance or not but <laughs> And then I sort of graduated and it was sort of like not really sure what we were doing. But then as we got a bit more serious, I was like, well, this is sort of my future plan. And does that line up with your future plan? Because I did not want to move in that like soon at all. So we sort of made like a, we're not really the a far in the future type planning people. We're sort of like every six months or a year. <laughs> I think, like, you don't have to have your whole life spelled out, but you need to know what closing that gap looks like. Yeah. And, and when like, it will happen. Whether it actually will. Like, because for some, like... Yeah. They don't even... They don't even think, like, it, it will. Like, to them, maybe they want to be long distance for, like, a long, long time. 
I've had friends who have been in, in relationships where they've been long distance and one party assumed it would like move in together after someone finished a job or like mm. graduated or whatever and the other party wanted to go traveling for like a year yeah that was literally and they just never had that conversation yeah and then <laughs> and then they did and were like oh oh no oh no exactly we like totally that's even that is like you you can't expect that the long distance will end just by assuming that it will because if somebody might be like oh well after graduation i'm gonna move to a different country or whatever and you can't just be mm. like well i assume we're moving in together yeah 100 percent. and if someone does want to move to a different country or whatever that is something you can talk about and establish the terms of because i sort of thought when my like third year of uni being on distance with joe was sort of like weird because you have a you have a boyfriend but you don't have him like sort of in your day-to-day life it's sort of a really weird thing at uni when people like a lot of people at uni I think have maybe long distance partners but it is sort of weird being like oh I have a partner but he's just not (laughs) he's just not here yeah and you just go out and they're not there it is it is rubbish it's like fulfilling in a way especially at uni like we were but we both did like clubs and societies yeah and we had a lot of time to like invest in that because we weren't seeing our partners every day um but also it was rubbish that I like didn't you know I didn't see him yeah because they're not included in those things like like you sort mm. of have a totally different life like without them and yeah and it's sort of weird like I know when Joe came to visit me in Nottingham having to sort of like explain that part of your life like oh this is like this is where I live. You've never even seen this building until now. And like, this is yeah. my, this is my building. And like, this is the street that I live on. You've never even seen the street I live on. And, and then they don't like know what that looks like for you. And so it's just like living. It's like them visiting your other life. It was very weird. Yeah. And my final thing to say on this is that is if you think about it and you weigh up the pros and cons, and actually decide you don't want to that doesn't mean that you're like less determined or that you love them any less mm. even like that's a really smart decision to make when I first got in my long distance relationship I was speaking to a very close friend of mine and he said like don't bother don't do it um and I'm really glad that he gave me that advice I'm really glad that I did it anyway mm. but like the voice of reason is not to do it and if you just feel actually CBA, that's so fair and it doesn't make you any less determined. Love is meant to be like fun and easy. And so, and lo- long distance is often not fun. Yeah. So, like, if you don't sign up to that, that's fine. Very true. My next topic is um, I don't know why I've labeled it like this, but it just said X's to block or not to block. Again, I have a really strong opinion on this. <laughs> Tell me. Block them, obviously. Why wouldn't you? I do think, I like, obviously maybe you'll reconnect as friends at a later date and that's a delight. Um, and I know, shout out to talking to everyone. So if you've done a whole episode about a friend that's an ex, I'm also friends with my uh, with a few of my exes. But I think you need to heal. Mm. You need to force yourself to not look at their social media. Yeah. And I also think the block button is seen as something really, like, aggressive. But actually, what you're saying is just, like, I don't want you in my space. 
it's not aggressive to like not invite someone into your home. I love the blog button. I don't understand why people hate it. Yeah, you shouldn't have to invite them into your online home. Mm-hmm. Block them. It's fine. People think of it as like this really rude thing. And like, it's not actually that deep. <laughs> and mm. I, rem- I remember when I think I spoke about this in our friend breakup thing, but um, I unfollowed one of one of my, my friends at the time because it was sort of like mid friend breakup and I unfollowed her on Instagram because it was just like not good for me to see them going out all the time and not inviting me. And so I was like, I'm just going to unfollow because I can't keep looking at it. And then I got a really passive aggressive message being like, can't believe you're 23 and you've just unfollowed me. <laughs> what does my age have to do with it? <laughs> I can't believe you're 23 and haven't understood the fact that like actually having someone in your social media can be a really intimate thing if you're not feeling ready for that. I went through a friend breakup, um, again, that I like spoke about in very coded depth <laughs> on the podcast we did. And I didn't unfollow for ages because I was so scared of what would happen and when I did I finally felt such freedom yeah (laughs) like such relief like and I think it's the same with with exes I think block them I've the so the ex that I had on the podcast I don't know why I'm not gonna name him I don't know why though because he's been on it but I I think we did probably block each other before we were even remotely able to be friends again because I just couldn't cope with it and that, but, mm-hmm. but then now I don't actually haven't got any of my exes blocked apart from one horrendous one. The rest of them, I think I still follow like all of them on social media. And I don't know why. And I do think about this because I do think maybe I should have just blocked them. And it's not, I feel really bad because one of them is so lovely. Like the nicest guy, I hope he's not listening to this. Um, and there's nothing wrong with, with him and there was nothing wrong with our relationship and there was nothing wrong with the breakup. But we still follow each other on Instagram. And I and I see it every now and then. Like, he'll pop up and I just... I don't... Even though it was the, the finest breakup in the world, I still don't really want to see it. And now I'm like, should I unfollow him at the grand old age of nearly 25? <laughs> but I feel like I've come I'm too far sorry. now. <laughs> I'm so sure that he's my favourite of your exes. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel so bad because he's so nice. And and I do sort of like, like seeing what he's up to. I'm like, oh, lovely. Like, he seems happy. But I also, another part of me is like, I don't really need to see it anymore. Like, I'm sort of, we, yeah. we, we have not spoken in, God, like five years. Like, we've had no communication. So it's like, why are we still following each other? <laughs> I do think the block button is great for like a, a fresh breakup or even a fresh-ish breakup. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want them to have access to you. But like, if unnamed ex re- reached out and said, "Like, do you fancy getting a coffee sometimes?" Maybe he'd bring his girlfriend. You'd bring your boyfriend. Like, if you'd say yes, then it, I think it's worth keeping him in your social media. Yeah, see, I would. I would if he reached out. Like, I reached out to him um, when I was writing my dissertation because. My dissertation had pictures in it, and <laughs> there was a picture of it, like the back of his head. But my tutor at uni was like, "No, you need actually permission from these people." And so I was like, "I'm gonna have to stitch it." 
And this, at this point, we hadn't spoken. The last time, this is so embarrassing, I'll say this on the podcast, I don't care. The last time we'd have any communication was when he was trying to visit me at university to, like, rekindle. <laughs> and we hadn't spoken since then because he got into a relationship, which is fine. So then I was just sort of popping back up again. Like, and you could see the conversation as well. And I was like, this is more fucking. <laughs> so I had to message him and be like, Hi, like, hope you're well. Can I include a picture of you in my dissertation? <laughs> and that was the last message, and that was 2020. But if he reached out to me and was like, Do you want to go for coffee? I'd be like, Absolutely, that's fine. I think this blurs because I think we probably got very different. And um, like, we use social media in different ways. Yeah. Because I've got like a very public facing social media. I don't really mind who follows me on there. Mm. And it's not like, it, I don't have to be friends with someone for them to follow me. Yeah. Whereas I get the opposite use of it. I'm quite, like, sort of private now on mine. Yeah. I have, like, private accounts, obviously, that only have my mates on. I think I need to have, I have Instagram. <laughs> I have an absolutely wonderful close friend story. But I don't, like, you know, the rest of my social media is quite public. But I would still block an ex. You just don't need to be seeing that. Yeah, I think that I maybe should have should have blocked at the time, and I just haven't, and now it's been too long, and now yeah. I'm like, well, we're just sort of yeah. watching each other's life updates now, so it's a bit too late. Um, and can I just say, the final thing is, if you go on your ex's social media, you are literally never going to see something you want to see, ever. Oh, yeah, you're just, you're, not a, you're gonna make yourself miserable. Ever. The only thing that you would want to see is a picture of him in like floods of tears with the caption being like, I miss Elizabeth. But they're not posting that on social media, are they? I've never thought about it that way. But that is so true. There's literally, like, I could find a problem with anything they posted. Anything. I would be like, that's not okay. You're just gonna make yourself miserable because you start zooming in, like you start like the personal story. You start like zooming in and seeing like what the what's in the background and what you can like discover. <laughs> so true. I'd like I'd be that girl. I I I was bad at blocking people back in the day. Yeah, so. I just should have done it because it it also stops like any of their thoughts sort or of future partners from like <clears throat> accessing you, which is like what I've always found is that my ex's partners always seem to like watch not watch me that sounds really like but they're always in like my stories and they don't follow me and they're always just every now and then I'll see them and be like why are we here it's so brave of them I literally said this in my podcast with Jade last week I was like do you think I'm dumb and don't understand how social media works because you you know by now social media's been around for that long that you know that people can see when you look at their story and they're either really brave or really stupid when they're doing this yeah so true and just follow me on there I don't mind I don't mind if my ex's partners follow me <laughs> but just stop creeping around uh, so maybe yeah enough. I would now like if me, if, if me and Joe broke up I would block yeah, I would block. And I would block his family members and I would block, like, yeah. his friends. I would I would block everyone because I I wouldn't need to see it. But maybe that's because we've been together, like, a really long time. And, it, like, yeah, maybe that's why. The rest of them were, were quite casual. 
I'm just stuck now. I'm following them for the rest of my life. Like, well, I need the update. So yeah, I'm following them for you. <laughs> okay, my next one is my boyfriend said my hobbies were silly. Mm. I say dump him. <laughs> I say dump him. I think it's actually very good and healthy not to share all the same hobbies. Oh, absolutely. Like. Having fundamental lifestyle incompatibilities is bad. Yeah. Like, if one of you loves to, like, up at 9am... No, not 9am. That's quite a normal time to get up. <laughs> one of you loves to get up at, like, 6am to, like, go for a, a sort of 10k jog in the morning. Yeah. And one of you loves to, like, go out clubbing until 5am. Yeah, it's not going to work. Like, it's not going to work. But it's really nice to have different hobbies because then you have news for each other yeah and you also your lives aren't inextricably tied together in a way that can get really like codependent for example i love going to football yeah Uh, my boyfriend's not a football fan so i'm like off i'll go to football and i'll come back and i'll like update him Mm. and then he'll go and do his boy stuff and then he'll like come back and tell me about it and then that's that's lovely yeah i mean i can't imagine like like telling joe about something and him being like oh i 100 percent know what you're talking about yeah I, so that, true. that would just be weird to me that like because then then it's like well what am i supposed to explain to you and also if you do hobbies that you're if like you're emo- really emotionally invested maybe unhealthily so in a hobby and then your partner is also really into that hobby and really un- emotionally invested in a way that's like quite unhealthy for example, and this is like not a call out, but if you're like really into Taylor Swift and you're like obsessed with her and like anything she does, you're obsessed with. Yeah, because if I said to Joe, like, oh my God, Taylor Swift just announced the UK Eras tour and he was like, oh my God, I've just seen it. Like I have post notifications on. I'd be like, what's wrong with you? Not because it's Taylor Swift. Not because I'm like, oh my God, boys can't like Taylor Swift. But because I'm like, why are you joining in with me? <laughs> Like, let me tell you about it, and you're supposed to react with, like, you know, the right amount of enthusiasm that I, that I sort of know is fake enthusiasm, but I appreciate yeah. you trying to be enthusiastic anyway. Yeah, Like, absolutely. If, if he tells me about a new Star Wars Lego set, if I mm-hmm. was to respond and be like, oh my god, we have to get it and I'll help you make it, he'd be like, no, that's not how this works. You're supposed to be like, oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, so true. However, obviously, it's a different thing. If someone is, like, making you feel small or stupid for your hobbies, mm. just, like, that's not energy you need to do, like, end it. Yeah, because, like, it's not their business. <laughs> yeah, so true. Like, who cares? Like, if 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 I were to say, because, I, you know, I, I, am, I am that person's obsessed with Taylor Swift, and I did spend a lot of money on the um, UK Eros tour tickets, and I'm not going to talk about that. But if I said that to Joe and he was like, oh my God, what a financial waste of your money, that would annoy me because I, yeah. <laughs> because I don't need your financial advice and who are you to tell me that it's silly if I enjoy it? The same way that he spends God knows what I don't want to know on Star Wars Lego, like it makes him happy, keep, keeps him busy, who am I to judge? Yeah. Also, I would think this is very gendered for me as well because female hobbies are, like, traditionally seen as, like, stupid. Yeah. And male hobbies are traditionally seen as worthwhile. So, like, 
that adds a whole other layer. And yeah. like, if your partner can't unpack that a little bit, I'm assu- I'm assuming that a girl sent this in about a boy that I know there are so many different relationships. Yeah. So, you know, it might not be the case. But that is also another layer of concern. Yeah. But like, honestly, Andy, you don't need negative energy. Your hobbies are meant to bring you joy and you shouldn't have someone bringing you down. Yeah, and you should be able to share that, even if it's, like, something really niche. Like, you should be able to share that joy with your partner and even if they don't get it, they should still be enthusiastic that you're enjoying yourself. So true. Like, I go to a sound healing session, like, once a month. And Love it. Joe has absolutely no fucking clue what that means. Like, that poor boy, he doesn't get a single thing that I tell him when I go to a sound bath. However, the sheer enthusiasm I will call him with afterwards and be like, I feel amazing, I'm healed of all my problems. He will match that energy, though he does not know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's what we love to see. And that's what you need. Like, I'd be so sad if I called him and he was like, okay. Like, that would make me so sad. <laughs> mm. Because it's important to you and it, it, in some way it should, it should be, like, semi-important to them. Yeah, so agree. Because you sort of pick up on it. Like, now if I see Lego Star Wars, I'm like, oh, Joe might like that. Yeah. So, dumb them. Yeah. Um, my next one is, what do you do when your partner's parents don't like you? The first thing I have to say on this is, like, what a sad little life if you, as a parent, do not like your child's partner. Yeah. Get over yourself. <laughs> you have... You, this is not your friend. You have brought this person into the world con- to unconditionally love them. Mm. Why are you taking away their agency? You mm. might not think that's what you're doing, but that is what you're doing. Because you're making them feel like they're in a position where they can't be. Sorry, I just hear the door creaking. <laughs> this is so <laughs> living with your particle. Um, they're in a position you're they're being put in a position where they're just being forced to make this really uncomfortable decision mm. um about their partner it just would be like if you've done something <laughs> for the parents to like really hate you then like i'd need to know more details but <laughs> if this is coming from like a you just sort of get a vibe then that's really sad because you should be able to be like cl- like an extended sort of part of the family with your partner's family. And like, it's really sad if if you're not treated like that. And it's just uncomfortable. I, I even think if you've done something. How bad? <laughs> it depends how bad. Like, if the, if the partner... If child of the parent has forgiven their partner, yeah, their parent have to honour that. And if your if your friend's partner has done something bad to them or generally bad, but they they have forgiven them, you might not be happy about it, but you have to respect them. Yeah, you sort of have to get over Therefore, your own feelings. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's just like and, it's so uncomfortable if you feel like a really bad vibe around 
your partner's mm. family because you just sort of want to be involved and it makes you feel like you, you can't be. And it puts your partner in a really awkward position of like, you're sort of stuck between. Yeah. It is that I can't even imagine how rubbish that would be. And like, I just think that's entirely the parents' fault. Yeah, like I've never, my mum has never, um, before Joe, oh no, my mum's not really liked many of my ex-boyfriends, but she would never, ever have made it obvious. Yeah, 100%. If you know that your partner's parents don't like you, they have gone so badly wrong. Yeah, like they've made it obvious. They might not like you, but they need to be keeping that to themselves. Yeah. My mum would have never, like, said it in front of their faces. Like, behind... But even, like, my mum wouldn't have even said it until we'd broken up. (laughs) Then she would have been like, by the way, I never liked them. And I'm like, why wouldn't you have mentioned that beforehand? But, like, my parents would just never... My my dad's couldn't be a bit standoffish, but he would never, like, outwardly make them feel uncomfortable. He's just quite, like, Mm -hmm. a reserved man but like they would never purposely if they didn't like them go out of the way to make them feel uncomfortable and I don't think I've ever like felt like a bad vibe with any of my partner's parents before either like one of my partner's mums was quite sort of strict and wasn't I didn't think my biggest fan but she was never like she was a lovely woman she was really nice but you know when you just sort of I just sort of knew she wasn't my biggest fan because it was a very like sort of cultural difference but, but she never made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And I can't imagine being made to feel like you're not sort of, like, welcome. Yeah, that's horrible. If you are in that situation, um, I would first of all, like, examine and think, like, again, is it worth it? Yeah. To be in this situation? Because if you, say, want to, like, marry them or have, like, a committed long-term relationship with them, you will be entering into their family forever. Their family will become like a second family for you. Yeah. So do you want do you want that? Like, do you want to opt into that? If you do, I think you should talk with your partner about how it's making you feel. But also, obviously, don't be horrible about their parents to your partner. Yeah, you have to sort of be very neutral <laughs> about it. Yeah. And, but I do think, obviously. As always, this is, like, my biggest piece of advice in most situations. Like, you do need to let off steam elsewhere. So, like, find friends of your own and talk to them about the situation and be, like, really upfront about how you feel, however mean it is. Yeah, just get it all out. Yeah. Yeah, I think you you do have to decide whether you can, like, put up with it or if it's something that's going to, like, get better because it might just be that they don't sort of know you that well. And so then, like, that's where it comes in from talking to your partner because your partner might be able to say, like, I, I said to Joe, like, when he first met my parents, I was like, my dad's quite standoffish, but, like, he will warm to you. Mm-hmm. So, like, if that's something that maybe they can explain to you, then that might make you feel better. But otherwise... Definitely. Like, you do have to consider, is it worth being made to feel uncomfortable? Always rise above. Yes. Never, like... You've got to just be the, the higher, the, the more, you know, mature person. Yeah. Because, like, how sad it is, is it that someone has brought someone else into this world and can't allow them to have the agency to make their own decisions about their partner. Like, that is... That's horrible. Because, again, it's none of their business. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All you you can do as a parent, and not a parent, but all you can do is, like, just support them in that relationship. You can't make the decision for Mm -hmm. them. 
yeah and also especially as a parent I think it can really drive your child away often if you're standing against them in their agency yeah especially if they really sort of like deeply care about their their partner it's Mm -hmm. gonna just drive a wedge between like them and their parents yeah, and then 100%. you'll start feeling bad because you're like, "Am I the cause of this?" Like, and then it drives a wedge yeah. between like you and your partner. So it's like just a mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but definitely talk to your partner about it, especially if it's not like something that's been said or something. Whether it's just like a vibe you can pick up on, yeah. because also you might be just fretting about it. Oh yeah, and it I might be so fret. fine. Judith and I have been together like almost five years, and his parents are a delight. But every time I'm around, I'm like, what if I do something really stupid and they think I'm an idiot? <laughs> so I panic so much. Like, I I literally, like, Joe, Joe will tell me, like, oh, my dad just called and um, we're going around next week because it's so-and-so's birthday. And I'm like, but was I invited? <laughs> and he's like, yes, you were. And I was like, but did he specifically say, and Sophie can come too? And he was like, no, he literally called me to make sure you were coming. And I'm like, but did he say me? Yeah. <laughs> because you just exactly. don't want to, I don't want to like, go and not be invited. And he was like, Sophie, assume that you're always invited. And I was like, no, no, I don't assume. I have to be personally invited. Okay, my final thing. The big one. Um, <laughs> should I forgive someone who cheated? I've got such a multifaceted answer to this. Oh, really? Yeah. If they have cheated with full knowledge of what they are doing, no. If they are having an affair or anything like that, like, no, they are betraying the fundamentals Mm -hmm. of your relationship and you should not forgive them. If they have been in a situation where like cheating cheating has grey areas yeah if they've like drunkenly kissed someone in a club which is obviously not acceptable Mm -hmm. or if they've like emotionally crossed that line perhaps Mm -hmm. like they're maybe being a bit flirty but like they're mentioned there you're not sure that kind of thing those things are all very complicated to deal with and like I think it depends on how they react to the situation yeah like if they're really apologetic and they're really kind and they really want to make amends then I think you probably can forgive those but then the third prong to this answer is it all depends really about how you feel and you've got to know yourself like if say your partner got really really drunk and kissed someone in a club and told you the next day and was so apologetic about it and fessed up They've done. They've made that situation right for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But if you think, like, you know what, I won't be able to trust them anymore. It will eat away at me. Then you have to let it go for your own good. Yeah. Because it just causes resentment. Yes. If you think every time we argue I'm going to bring this up, yeah. you have to let it go. <laughs> you can't keep it, like, in your back pocket. You really just, like, you either have to fully, fully, fully forgive... And, and move on completely or, like, yeah. leave. Because you can't keep it in your back pocket for them every time they make a little bit of a mistake to be like, well, this time. <laughs> yeah. I would say, personally, I know that I would be immediately 
like I'd be out of the relationship like immediately I just know yeah. I couldn't do it me too because I just think that I would think about it all the time and I would be like mm. I wouldn't trust like if, if it had if it was just a drunken kiss on a night out that would make me worry every time they were on a night out like yeah, and I would I would turn <laughs> into like I know I would just turn to a psycho I would I would be like not myself I'd be so obsessive and like panicky and and you just then I wouldn't enjoy any of my evenings if they were going out ever again so I think that I would just have to walk away even if it was like just a kiss I mean if it was a full-on affair like I would be going to prison for murder because I really would (laughs) I would snap I think I think if if I ever found out that somebody was having that much of an affair like, I really don't know what I would do because I just can't imagine somebody doing that to you like and how that must feel. Yeah, absolutely. And that they're making like choices multiple times. Yeah, like you're actively like you're actively yeah. doing that. Have you ever been cheated on? Yes and no. It's quite quite a grey area. Oh, okay. Like It's different for everyone, isn't it? Like I mean if he listens, um, Hi, redacted. Um, I hope you're Um, I was in a situation once where, like, the boundaries of the situation were quite clear, mm. and they, or I thought they were. He obviously didn't, mm. and they were overstepped significantly by him. And he was kind of apologetic when I said, "Like, look, we said this, but then we also weren't in a relationship." Yeah, I know what you mean. But if, like, if Judas cheated on me, like, he wouldn't because he's a delight, but, like, if he did, that would be. Yeah, I think, it, but the thing, like, de- the definition of cheating for everybody is different. Like, some some mm. people, like, consider, like, flirting cheating and stuff like that, and it is quite hard to sort of, like, put a line on where the cheating sort of begins. I think that's, like, everyone, yeah. everyone is different with that because, like, I don't really it's mind. It's so hard. I don't mind if Joe's like flirting with somebody because like Joe, but Joe gets flirted with and doesn't realise because he's just gets, he gets like middle-aged women like because approaching him and he just thinks they're being nice and I'm like no Joe that's not what they were doing, so I he's just too innocent to like you know what I mean, <laughs> yeah, but yeah like I, if if you're flirting and but you you align I think. For a lot of people, that's fine. Myself included. Yeah, because if it's not intentional, um, just having a bit of a chat, like it's fine. Like you know. Yeah. It's it's difficult. I like I, I think it's fine if even if they're really apologetic and they do all the right things, and they didn't mean to do it, and that it was a genuine accident. It's I think it's still fine to know within yourself and like know yourself well, and that is also loving to them, really, to know yourself enough to not continue it if you know that you won't be able to get over it. Yeah, because you don't you don't want to make it. It will only get worse, like resentment wise and sort of like trust wise, if you sort of hold on to it. Yeah, I have been cheated and if on it's without. Yes, <laughs> do you want to tell the podcast about this? I think I've mentioned. Or... It, I think I've mentioned it before, but he was having a bit of an affair. Um, like, like knowing, like it wasn't one time. It was knowingly over. I'd, I'd say like two three weeks maybe two weeks mm. very knowing like he knew what he was doing like it was all very 
horrendous. And his friends covered for him and they all sort of knew what he was doing as well mm. and blah, blah, blah. And I know that I wouldn't have... The relationship ended sort of when I confronted him about cheating. I pretty much said... Like, I did turn a blind eye to it, I will admit. I turned a blind eye. I sort of knew what was going on, but I didn't want to face the the fact that he was cheating on me. Mm-hmm. And then it got to the point where I was like, no, I'm actually getting really mugged off now. <laughs> yeah. And I did confront him, and that's, like, when he, he broke up with me then, the audacity. Um, <laughs> that's insane. That is insane. The, the, I mean, the insane fact is that he picked up a phone call from the girl he was cheating on me with, like, mid... <laughs> I had I can't tell the story, actually. I'll tell you off air. Um, DM if you want to know. Absolutely, um, I do. <laughs> but yeah um it's important to establish those boundaries for you um because like i think if you're doing something and you're like wow i really hope my partner doesn't find out about this yeah probably slightly crossing into that boundary anyway um but stuff like it's always fine to chat about things like for example things like sharing a bed with someone else Mm. and stuff like that for me and my partner, that's not an issue at all. But it's always good to just double check. And then if he ever asks me or I ask him, then it feels like there's like respect there and communication and stuff, right? Yeah. So those things are all very good. Because you don't want to get yourself into a situation where you think something's fine or they yeah. think something's fine and you're like, wait a second, that's actually really not fine with me. Because everyone, yeah. literally everyone is different and, and we true. sort of get wrapped up in like, like society's view of cheating but that's not how it is for everybody like some people would consider mm. joe flirting with a woman at a bar to be cheating and like that's absolutely fine if they think that whereas some people would think like oh it's fine to i don't know i can't think of anything that's sort of like a medium thing without going i've had i've had situations in the past where it's like fine to like knowingly and willfully hang out with someone else you fancy and like yeah make, put yourselves in those situations is that fine? Like you're you're hanging out with them because you fancy them, even though you never do anything. Yeah. But the reason why is because there's romantic interest, even though it's never going to be acted upon. Like, does that count? All those conversations are good to have. Yeah, and it, it can seem like really awkward to say it, but you do just sort of need to be like honest yeah. about it, because like I like I said before, I'm friends with with my, some of my exes and like for a lot of people that would be mm. like an absolute no-go like I listen to a lot of sort of like relationship podcasts where they're like he's friends with his ex and they're all like get rid and I'm always like oh no like for some people okay. it is an absolute no and to be honest this is really hypocritical but if Joe was like I'm going out with my ex-girlfriend I would probably be like okay that's a little bit strange but I don't know whether that's because he's never mentioned that before you know what I mean yeah 100 percent. but i also do think it like depends on the person yeah but you have a lot of nostalgia to give like it's not romantic you just want to have friendships with those people yeah and it's always been like like, my little it's always been there from the beginning of the relationship and so if joe came to me at the beginning of the relationship and was like i'm friends with my ex-girlfriend then i'd sort of be able to like understand it and that's always been the same like i've always sort of like had my little baggage (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I think if your partner is like hiding something from you, or um, 
and doing something like knowingly that you won't like it and still doing it mm. is a bit of a concern but equally you might be being unreasonable yeah like, it's, it's like the intentions of it isn't it if you're like you can go too far and be like this is cheating and it's actually just like normal behavior yeah and you, so true. you see that a lot like i i see clips all the time where they're like something's really unacceptable and i'm like is that not just like normal behavior like you know like, like liking girls pictures on instagram i'm like i don't Ugh. i don't think that's cheating i mean joe doesn't have social media so i really don't have this problem at all which if any person is worrying about their partner being on social media like that to me is just like a red flag because if you can't trust your boyfriend to have an instagram account <laughs> mm. then where what are you doing but also just find somebody that doesn't have a social media presence because that will solve all your problems so many fish in the sea because i i used to be really like oh my god his snapchat score's gone up i have spoken about this before on the podcast how incredibly like insane i used to be where i used to um, actually keep count of that and then my problems were all solved um because joe doesn't have social media so i just really have no <laughs> no worries but yeah. like to me liking a girl's picture on instagram i don't think she's saying no me neither and i I sort of, I've tried to understand it, but I don't understand how it is. <laughs> like, absolutely no judgment to everyone else's boundaries, but I, I can't wrap my head around how that would be. Yeah, a lot of people say having same-sex friends is, like, iffy. But then what, how, who are but... you friends with? <laughs> yeah. You're cutting your friendship like... possibilities in half. Yeah, like, if you, I, if... Gina said if he is like oh you can't have any male friends I'd be like oh that really that really messes me up like I it wouldn't like it wouldn't massively impact me but it also would because I don't have like a huge amount of male friends but the ones I do have are really important to me yeah it would really impact me because of the like um some of the hobbies I have are very like male focused so yeah like I don't I I would imagine I'm trying to imagine a world without my my little male friends, <laughs> but it would it would be like it would it would be sad because like you're and then you meet somebody and you know in your head you can't be friends with them because your boyfriend doesn't like you being friends with men, mm. and then you're sort of like stalk. And how do you explain? I'm sorry, like if they if you know if you met somebody new and they were like like oh does everyone want to come to the pub and you have to go sorry I can't my boyfriend doesn't like me hanging out with men. Yeah. Like, that would just be really sad. I enjoy that we've gone from, um, we've gone so off topic. Yeah, we have. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, also, if your definitions of cheating are, like, wildly different, then maybe you should, like, unpack that in your relationship. Oh, yeah, like, if, if one person thinks it's one thing and you really need to be on the same page. Um, and then you can have... Like, and then if someone betrays you, then you know they did that intentionally. Yeah, because otherwise, you're, like, they're just sort of like, they can, they can, they can justify it forever if they think it's yeah. acceptable and you're just sort of stuck in an argument of you being like, well, I don't think it is, and then being like, well, I think it is. And then you're just, where is the solution to that? Yeah. 100%. I think we have it actually covered maybe genuinely every relationship dilemma in the world. Excellent. I'm so good at this. I'm so fascinated with 
like romantic relationships and how they work and different mm. people's like I just find it so fascinating yeah because so much I think more than friendship so much of romantic relationships is like predicated on always choosing to do the right thing yeah but as we know circling back to question one human beings are very flawed and can be and can make bad decisions and do bad things it doesn't necessarily make them a bad person what a beautiful ending <laughs> that's awesome stunning that was beautiful well thank you very much for coming back thank you so much for having me I had such a fun time I think like don't tell my other guests but I do think you're my favorite guest to have I'm so, I'm honoured. <laughs> I'm a, so honoured. So blessing. Yeah, I I need to come back on. Absolutely. We'll get really specific and we'll, you know. Yeah. Maybe we'll start I was naming names. that I wasn't invited back for the reality TV episode. Oh my God, should we do reality TV next time? We can do part two. Yeah, part two. Yeah, perfect. Let's do it. Let's do that. Okay. Fabulous. Well, thank you very much. If you want to plug, plug any of your things, social media, you can do that now. Of course I do. Um, I'm at esbarnard underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I also have book Instagram, which is like linked in my Instagram bio. And I um, I talk about books and film football club and just like generally other fun things on both of those. Yeah, so find me there. I love it. I love your book account. I love just like reading what you've been reading. And then, like, yeah, I love to read. I'll find, I'll see something on Goodreads, and I'll see that you reviewed it, and then I'll go back on your Instagram and find out when you reviewed it, so I can see your thoughts. Which is like, yeah, best way to do it. A really like insane thing to admit to, but I'll see it, and I'll find the. This is really bad. I'll find the date on Goodreads that you read it, and then I'll be like, oh, I'll go back on the stories, and then I'll go on the highlights and be like, right, twenty twenty one. I'm going back. Obsessed, obsessed. And then I'm like, it. ah, yes, I agree with these thoughts. <laughs> Obsessed. Well, thank you very much. I'm going to go and eat my chicken now and I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, 